Hi there, and welcome to Speaking Sunshine, my first ever podcast episode, and I am thrilled. That is an understatement, y'all. If I had a dollar for every single time someone has told me that I need to be on YouTube, have a podcast, do something where I can just talk basically to everyone instead of just them, (laughs) I would be a millionaire. Yes, I am that girl that can speak to a wall all night long if I had to. For some odd reason, I cannot shut up. So I thought, okay, let's let's start a podcast. Um, I am all about all things sunshine. So that is where the name come from comes from. I actually have an Instagram and blog called Styling Sunshine. So anywhere in my life that I can add color, laughter, smiles. I mean, that is what I want to do. I'm a big adventurer. I'm a big hiker. I love to rollerblade. I um, do a lot of sunrise skates. I live in Orange County, California, so I'm very lucky to be able to do that. I am born and raised in Texas, so I am just like utterly obsessed with the sun um in the heat i love the way it feels on my skin i have recently seen on tiktok that like if you stare into the sun at certain times of the day that you like increase your frequency we will talk about that later but i did want to introduce y'all and kind of give you a little brief um summary of what this podcast is going to be about and who i am So my name is Shelby Swallow, and yep, swallow, like the bird, like you swallow your food. Unfortunately, that is my last name, and that is um, the way that I grew up with lots of um, jokes and um, being made fun of, and now I fully embrace it. So hi, I'm Shelby Swallow. I am a mother of a four-year-old son named Jackson. He is my everything. Um, I had him right when I moved to California, so lots of lots of bonding there. He is my babe. I also am a full-time content creator, Styling Sunshine. You can find me on Instagram, go to my blog, and then I also own a business called Babes Who Create that I founded um, at the end of 2017. Um, my business partner, Amanda Russo, we joined forces about a year later, and honestly, it has just been the best <laughs> ride ever i have learned a lot along the way i have experienced a lot through all through all of this becoming a mother owning a business being a full-time content creator and i'm just ready to share it all (laughs) you know that girl who has a story for just about everything that can literally just like chime in but oh my god no i have to tell you about this one time that's me i'm that girl (laughs) so here i am starting a podcast to have a space to tell the stories that I think are well worth listening to. I promise you will never regret listening to one of these episodes. You will leave feeling happy, smiling, laughing, inspired. And of course, with a tip, I will always include um, some kind of awesome tip in every single episode. And then also um, that each episode will start with Shelby's story time, where I will tell you a story basically about something in my life um that i've experienced that i feel is deemed um listening to or listening to and that you need to hear and then we'll go into something relevant today's topic will be the bachelor since it aired last night and then at the end i'll kind of give y'all um again some kind of tips some kind of tricks something i've learned that i believe that everyone needs to know about okay so let's start off first shelby's story time (laughs) so being the first episode and the first episode um is mostly going to be about the bachelor since that is what aired last night i thought i would tell the story about the time that i auditioned for the bachelor (laughs) 
Um, I actually was like a big fan of The Bachelor back in the day. And then I took like a very long hiatus of just like not not watching, not listening to any gossip about it, nothing of the sort. And then um, for some odd reason for Peter's season, I just decided to like jump right in. I literally like rose from the dead. I'm not even kidding y'all. Like I literally wanted nothing to do with the show. Then all of a sudden, like, it's like the time that I spent not being obsessed with it and not like whatever, I came back like so hard, so obsessed. Like I rose from the dead with like full blown obsession. It's my guilty pleasure and I'm done not owning that. Like I'm gonna own it. Like it's my guilty pleasure, okay? We're all allowed to have a guilty pleasure. And for some odd reason, watching The Bachelor <laughs> is mine. And I honestly think it's because I'm a huge sucker for love at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I am obsessed with like the concept of love and I've been, you know, deeply in love before in the way that someone can make you feel just how it's just a beautiful thing in my mind. And so to be able to watch, you know, that on TV, whether it happened every season or not, or, you know, there is always a chance and it's interesting to watch it unfold. And I think that everyone on there is somewhat, you know, they're, you know, brave and and vulnerable for I cannot say vulnerable for a second like why would it not come out they're brave and vulnerable for being on the show and kind of exposing themselves to America I think a lot of us couldn't handle the scrutiny and like just everything of everyone judging your every single move because that's what happens when you're just like placed in front of national tv so um yeah kind of went on a tangent there but I auditioned I found out that they were holding auditions in Orange County Costa Mesa right across from South Coast Plaza I was absolutely freaking terrified to go and do this um I've never had a good experience with girls and girl world I've never felt like I've connected as deep with girls like as other girls I knew growing up um just always kind of mean and catty I've always hung out with guys so just like walking um, and parking and all that kind of stuff. Like in the parking garage, we had to park in a parking garage across from the hotel. And then from the second, like I got out of my car, I started recording an Insta story cause I wanted to like film the whole process for other people to see. And um, I ran into a girl who saw me filming and like she got in my story. <sighs> Oh my God, her name is Alexis. We became friends immediately. And I already just immediately felt like, okay, even if I just have her as like my friend, like this was worth the adventure and this was worth, um, you know, however long this was gonna take. So we both walk in together, you know, we're already, we're confused. It's in this hotel. There's people everywhere. There's girls like everywhere, just like looking for where to go. We finally find the right floor. And we have to wait in like a really, really, really long line. They're coming around in the line with like, I'm talking y'all like a 40 page, like information sheet to, to fill out. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Like the most random questions, but like once it's like, okay, is this like, are they really going to go through and read these all? Like, do I actually need to try and write down like, you know, there's not a lot of space, but like they're asking a deep like question that like needs like 12 sentences, but I can fit three. So let me write really tiny while I'm standing in line. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of felt like, like, are y'all actually doing this? Like, cause you're gonna read them all and actually use these or is this just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like part of the like shows kind of, you know, facade to make it look like they really do like, you know, dig deep into all women in America and, you know, pick out of a huge selection to go on to, which we'll get more into that in a second. 
So after standing in line, filling out our longs forms, then we went up to this table where people took your form, um, they gave you a number, and you basically went to all of these round tables where everyone like else who already did what you just did is sitting around and waiting. And it's just, you know, it's, it is pretty awkward. You can tell that there's some girls that are kind of just like staring and it's just that super competitiveness vibe because there's again like, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of women there. And you know that this is like one like casting, I should say over audition, like casting. Um, out of like 50 you know what I mean across the nation so it's pretty nerve-wracking and obviously you feel like you know the sooner you get called to go back you know there's so many girls the longer you wait so I would say I got there like decently early I think my number I wish I could remember was like a hundred and something so you know they were coming in and taking girls I would say like by the 20s like you know just number like 200 through, through 220 and they would take you back and then you'd get in line and then you would, I mean, it was weird, y'all. Like they would take you from line to this other line. Then you'd sit in these hallways of like chairs and they'd come like randomly switch you. And then, you know, the friends that you made friends with, you're like, wait, why is she getting moved over there and I'm over here? And, you know, luckily for me along the whole way, I was able to like really connect with like a handful of women. And we were just having, honestly, the time of our life, like the absolute time of our life. Um, the interview process once I got into the room was pretty straightforward. There was two camera setups, like one in one corner, like by the window, and then another one in the corner by the wall. And that's where I was set up. And I would say I was in there for maybe two minutes. Like, honestly, I would say I probably wasted like three to four hours. Not wasted. I should not say wasted. Why did you do that, Shelby? Um, I would just say I spent like three to four hours of my day uh, you know, to literally get two minutes in front of a camera and like plead my case. Uh, but again, like I didn't want to say wasted because again, I truly felt like the experience as a whole, because I was so open-minded to meeting other women and just like taking in the experience versus like feeling like this had to be me to get picked. And like, this was like, you know, and I mean, if I didn't get picked on the show, it was going to be like the end, you know, um, after we all did our interviews, me and the girls that we met, we went outside and took pictures and then we sat down and we had um, a glass of wine for lunch and honestly, just like talking about our previous love lives, talking about The Bachelor together, it truly was just a phenomenal experience. I will say this, and this is like the juicy part of it. If y'all want some, this is the tea y'all, here's the tea. We, I mean, I talked to a lot of girls there, like a lot from people who know people, who say that they know people who blah, blah, blah. This is the one thing that we all concluded the franchise does not, I mean, if they do, it's like a 1% chance, like literally 1%. I'm not kidding you. They do not pick anyone from these like set up auditions. If you watch the show or like whatever you call them, like auditions or castings, if you watch the show and you go back through seasons, literally the contestants, they tell The Bachelor like, oh, my friend enrolled me. Oh, my this and that. Like, especially Pilot Pete season, Cough Cough, the one I was supposed to be on. Like Maddie didn't even seem like she really wanted to be there. You know what I mean? Like everyone was like put on by their friends or family, you know? And we all found it odd that like, we are all girls like begging for love and like wanting to be on the show and truly feel ready, like truly feel like we are here for the right reasons um, because we like have found ourselves to know what we want and like we're willing to like put it out there like, hey, we chose to be on here. We want to be on here. We just found it kind of odd that none of those girls get picked, that people that we know that from previous seasons have gotten on or like people that were like scouted, actually scouted by people from the franchise out in public recruiting them. And honestly, like, I just found that, like, a little, like, crappy, you know? Just also the fact that I met a lot of mothers at Pilot Pete's audition and not one single mom was on the show. 
I just find it really just kind of, again, crappy, regardless if he went to the producers and was like, look, I want nothing to do with kids. I don't want a girl who has baggage, blah, blah, blah. But what about representing women across America that like major, like a good amount of women are single mothers and they are, you know, living this kind of way of sometimes thinking that, you know, they're kind of, you know, like use and that men aren't going to want them because they've already had a baby and that their chance for love is over and I just think it would be really great of the Bachelor franchise to put single moms on there again because it's representing someone you know and it's showing us like hey there is a chance at love like there is a chance that they would even pick someone who has a kid to go on the show but now I saw several moms there and Pilot Pete literally had like a bunch of little tween girls go on the show that literally didn't know what they wanted and I just found that really weird and again I just find it kind of I don't know, like disrespectful to waste a bunch of women's time across America. Like literally uh, girls that I met at that thing, they had driven from Vegas. They had driven from wherever because they missed other ones. And they have like 50 of these all over the United States and major cities. And I just, again, it's a waste of our time if you're not actually going to sit through and read through the 30 pages that you make each of us write out and use. I just, I, I, I don't buy it. And I think it's just, all, again, it's a thing that the Bachelor franchise uses to make it, to make us all think, you know, us women who aren't in a relationship, who are looking for love, like, hey, you have a chance. You could totally be on the show. No, totally couldn't unless you're best friends with Tyler Cameron. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Now that Shelby's story time is officially over, let's talk about last night's episode of The Bachelor. Um, if you have not started watching this season yet and you never have before, guys, I just recommend like watching it this season. I think Matt is a pretty stand-up dude compared to the other dudes that have been on the show. There are a few things that we'll talk about tonight or today that I was like last night, like really, Matt? Really? But first let's start it started out with obviously the little showdown between the two women um you know MJ I will have to say and I don't want to say too much like mean stuff about contestants on the show I just did feel like you know she was not owning up to the way that she did act and I just oh my god when the new girls and the old girls came on like first of all like I just can't stand how much they, I mean, obviously it was all infiltrated and happened because they wanted drama. You know, they had low views from the previous season and I just truly felt like, you know, that it was all stirred up by the producers and that I would love to know the process. Like when these girls that went on after a couple weeks, like were they told that the day that they applied? Were they scouted? Um, how long were they waiting? Cause you have to admit if you're a woman who is wanting to go on the bachelor, you would never say no to that. You know, if they were said, Hey, we pick you, but like, it's going to be like week two when you go on, you'd be like, Oh, that's kind of weird. But you would still say yes. And you're not saying it out of being mean to the girls. It's just an opportunity that, you were given, you know, and to me to just see the girls like just eat out of the producer's hand and just get so mad when in reality, they should have been mad at the show. They should have been mad at the show for pitting the women against each other. They should have been mad at the producers for doing that to those women that came on later because what they did to those women that, I mean, they sent them into the lion's den, you know, and I get it. You're all, all under pressure. You're all looking for love. But to me, at the end of the day, if you have a true connection with someone, meaning that like they're going to propose to you after three months, 
that that connection is like pretty well like established from the second you shake each other's hands and look into each other's eyes other girls coming onto the show are not gonna affect like if you're gonna go you know what i mean like because obviously if you went home over one other girl showing up then that connection really wasn't that deep and y'all weren't gonna last anyway because one thing i think that should always be kept into mind with all of this is like y'all y'all chose to go on reality tv you chose to potentially get married to the bachelor of bachelor nation like that dude is going to have people sliding into his dms and begging for him to leave you for her this other person every single day and you have to be confident enough in that connection for that to to happen for you to to win and it shouldn't be like oh my god this other girl came on two weeks late like f-u-c-k her like i just oh that just like really just like got to me when those girls came on so to see the caddy drama that was stirred up from day one with all that the varsity versus jv i was a cheerleader in high school and literally that stuff was making me barf in my mouth i was literally just like why why and again i get it like your high strong emotionals the bachelor producers really pitted each other against each other but i know that if i would have been in their position a girl that went on from week one i would have seriously been sitting there kind of like a like a katie was per, like preaching to all the girls like guys can you imagine being in their shoes like can you imagine like they didn't ask for this i bet you if they had the opportunity to come on night one they would have who would want to pick to lose time to come on in the middle of the season no one would choose that so why are you being mean i really am confused about that so just seeing how mj was acting and treating Justinia and just like oh I just it was hard it was honestly hard to watch and to say certain things that she was preaching and like believed in but just acting the complete other way I mean to me you can just you can tell when someone's spiraling and she was um definitely spiraling and you know let's now talk into you know how Serena called out Katie and they got into all that drama coming from someone who has never really felt comfortable around women throughout my entire life um I just have always felt so judged I come from you know being raised by a single mom in a somewhat you know nice suburbia area and I was judged by that a lot and girls are mean to me because I didn't have designer jeans or didn't have like limited to or Hollister stuff like that's like when we were like fifth grade young that stuff starts when you're young and it never goes away my mom told me from day one when I was a little girl like that women like this just like you know it's like how we are towards each other in her office as a grown woman she had to deal with cattiness and rudeness and that for me is why I always kind of just strayed and cling towards guys like having like guy friends versus like big groups of girls like friends like my friend like other girls did in high school and I always kind of felt insecure about that so I can only imagine what that house must have felt like you know especially at the beginning when there was a lot of cattiness a lot of teams like the awkwardness of just even like walking like scenes that we saw them like walking past each other as they were like hanging out at the resort like that would be enough to make me not want to be there and like not be able to fall in love like not be able to give like my full like chance at like showing my heart and I think that that environment was super toxic and if what we saw on camera like is what we saw on camera that's only the tip of it i can only imagine how these girls were treating each other when the cameras were not rolling because again i have been around mean caddy girls at influencer events cough cough why i started my company babes who create i would walk in trying to befriend other influencers and they would literally stare at me like i was stupid for talking to them and 
So anyone can say what they want about Katie, but I totally stand with her about bringing the attention to Matt um, about the toxic the toxicity of the house and the mean girl um, stuff that was going on. And so when Serena addressed her and like got upset that she addressed the toxic environment, I like I my first immediate thought was like, but aren't you upset about the toxic environment? Oh wait, no, because you're one of the people like contributing to it. I hate to say that, but you know, it's usually people who are in defense mode that start acting that way because they have something, you know, they are defending something that they don't want someone else to know. And I think once it was brought to Matt, it was very, very clear cut of who was apologizing for the right and wrong reasons. And watching that unfold, I think Katie handled it super well. Um, And again, I just think that it's not easy. It's uh, being a woman, because it's kind of just like what happens in the girl world. I just, I always talk about the girl world just being such an evil, awful place to be in the majority of the time. Um, It really, truly is. And that's, you know, becoming a content creator. I felt that times like 27 when I first started being a blogger, creating content, I'd reach out to girls for tips and tricks. I didn't know anyone who was doing what I was doing. I'd have any friends doing what I was doing and I wanted some and I would reach out on Instagram, reach out in person at events. And again, people were so mean and unfriendly. It just, goodness. But I started my community, Babes Who Create, and lo and behold, there are other women out there that actually want to empower each other and support each other um, and just just be a genuine kind person. We There's room for all of us at the top. And that to me is the thing that I believe is getting lost in the Bachelor thing. This whole Bachelor Nation franchise of this show. They all think it's about time. They all think it's like, oh, if I had more time or if she didn't come, I would be the one. Like that is such a selfish way to think in my mind. That is like, again, everyone has their there's 30 plus of y'all y'all all have opportunity you all are deserving of time just to, to me to sit around and constantly be mad about who gets a one-on-one or oh i didn't get the one-on-one again anytime like trust me and i've said this on my instagram stories <laughs> my recap these main characters the bachelor the bachelorette they have more control about this process than we realize and i think claire's season definitely showed us that colton's i mean plenty of seasons have showed us that and i'm a firm believer that like if this if a lead wants to get to know someone more they feel a true connection look what claire did with dale like matt could do that so if you're sitting around thinking that like your connection isn't as strong or isn't there simply because you haven't had more time i don't i do not believe that to be true i believe every girl that got out of the limo on the first night you have an immediate thing with someone like i I believe as a woman we know that as a man like like anyone you should know that like that that feeling of they're just intriguing you want to know more i'm a big firm believer in energy and vibes like literally every thought you have has an energy wave coming off of you going out to the quantum field everyone does and sometimes those waves just really click and sometimes they don't regardless of how beautiful you are the career path that you have like literally regardless of anything it doesn't matter about time just some people you don't want to suck their face off 24 (laughs) 7 you know what i mean in a passionate relationship with someone that you need like you have that you have that that initial passion like i need to spend more time with this person and trust me matt makes that happen with the girls that he wants to spend more time with so to me in my mind you know, again, let's, let's talk about Heather to get mad about Heather coming on. Like, come on, y'all, y'all came on for a reality TV show. Stop eating out of the producer's hands. Stop being mean to each other. Stop literally saying that you hate someone that you don't even know simply because she came on the show. 
Like I cannot. Okay. So you don't have that, but well, you don't have that well of a connection with Matt after weeks of being on the show. Like literally Sarah was able to go talk to him whenever she went. Like if you want to be able to talk to the bachelor, you can literally go in and interrupt any one-on-one date, go see him at his house. Like literally y'all we've seen it happen time and time and time again. So sorry, Serena and all the other girls that like literally feel like, oh, well, Heather coming on is just such like a threat because they haven't had time. Well, so what? You didn't make time. Matt didn't make time. Now someone else is coming on because guess what? It's a reality TV show and they want to keep plots and twists and turns all over the place, just twisting and keeping us on our toes, you know? So again, if your connection can't withstand and withhold one other girl coming around and saying that he wants your man honey, you don't have a connection. Cause like I already said, he is the bachelor that is going to happen all the time. That is going to happen all the time. You have to feel strong enough about your connection with that person. And I guess that's all I have to say about that because I feel like I just got like really like tough love there, but I just, I really feel that way. It's just, cause I think also because I used to be, I used to just live out of anger and just feel like the whole world was against me. And because I grew up with a single mom with not a lot of money, I just felt like everything was the world's fault and like everything just happened to me. You know what I mean? And I guess that's kind of how I feel like these women are talking that things just like happen to them and they're out of control, but no, you're in control of the way that you react. You're in control of how you treat other women that you don't even know and women that you do know. You're in control of how much, I mean, I believe of how much time. And if you really want to see Matt, Again, because we've seen it happen season and season and time and time after again. But to me, in my mind, the reason why a lot of these girls don't like do what other people like, let's say like Sarah did at the beginning of the season, which was go to Matt on her own time, go to him during another group date um, and all that kind of good stuff was because the connection wasn't there. You didn't, the person didn't feel comfortable enough to do that. Cause it would have been like, for example, if you don't really have a good connection with the bachelor, you're on the show and you're like talking on this talk and you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to go show up to his hotel room in the middle of the night and make out with him. But if you've never really made out with him good and you, you know, deep down, y'all don't have a connection. Well, you're not going to do that. The girls that knew that deep down they had a connection with the bachelor or the bachelorette whatever they showed up and they found a way to get more time to say what was on their heart so i don't know that's kind of i'm trying to think of what else um happened oh yeah god we have to talk about this this is just like just awful to me so first let's talk about the fact that matt didn't even give katie a chance to like or him and Katie's um, relationship a chance to explore the ro- the romantic side because we all know that they had a really good friendship that they had a good connection at the beginning and that they needed to explore more of the romantic side if we knew that obviously Matt was feeling that duh right so can we please explain why he didn't just take her to the spa and get like rubbed on together and like connect through like physical touch and like getting a spa day done or doing any kind of like romantic thing like going to a carnival together or going freaking shopping where you get to drop like ten thousand dollars and put on sexy dresses and look beautiful and feel sexy and all that tell me why he literally chose a date to further you know to, to further solidify that they're just friends instead of like taking her on something romantic where they could have actually had that chance to do so. I just felt like she was kind of gypped in that. And I also feel like Tyler Cameron was just on there for extra views because every girl in America thinks that he's hot. And because he just wrote a new book, which literally right after the episode aired, he announced his book, Matt shared his book. And he's like, if you want to, if you want to talk, if you want to read more about what Matt and I talked about um, tonight, well, just check out this book. It just feels so pushed you know what I mean I feel like that date was just 
a part of the storyline. You know what I mean? It was literally just another way to get more views and to push Tyler Cameron's like book deal versus like, again, giving a chance, a romantic date for this beautiful girl who literally has her head on her shoulders so well. I literally am obsessed, but that's not what we got. We got a playful fun date that I will admit, I will admit, I laughed my freaking booty off. It was hilarious. I was dying. I would have loved to do something. I'm a firm believer that like pranking and having fun with your significant other is so important. I'm a huge prankster. Like literally, I'm such a big prankster. My son is turning into a prankster. He's only four. And, you know, I do believe that. But they already knew that that part of their relationship existed, which is, again, why I feel like there should have been something they should have at least gotten a massage together first and then maybe did that or did that and then got a massage and then go to dinner because then I don't think they really had any time besides just like pranking Tyler and then when they sat down I feel like they were getting into a little bit of good conversation and I'm sorry like I will this is not okay and I know that (laughs) that Matt would never ever listen to this podcast ever but come on man Like, even if the producers are telling you, like, okay, we need this for views, blah, 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 she's going to be the bachelorette. So what? This is a human being right in front of you with a vulnerable heart, real human heart. Like, I just, the way that he picked up that rose, it literally, because I wasn't sure at first if he was going to give it to her, but then how the conversation was going, the way he picked it up and everything, I was like, oh my God, yes. Okay, Katie gets like a little bit longer on the show. We love her. Um, she deserves this and then the way that he just was like but and then like put the rose back like I'm sorry that was so misleading and just to me in my opinion rude straight up rude like they should not be allowed to do that to to crush someone's like spirits on national tv because you saw her face when you picked up that rose she definitely was like all right yay he's keeping me and then to pick it up and all that just for some tv extra views and drama like man you're better than that like honestly i thought you were a classier better dude than that but you proved me wrong with that i still like you better than all the other bachelors but with that move that you made there man (laughs) i really was just not digging it at all but we have a lot more to catch up catch up on obviously they ended the the episode like on the cliffhanger like they usually do I don't know if I really love how they like changed how the episodes go it's like you don't even know what week you're on like what's happening I don't really like the fakeness either when they're like oh Heather just showed up but like and Chris is like WTF what are you doing here even though they mic'd her up like I get you need to do stuff for tv but at like some point like and come on like Hannah told you that like that you would like really click with him then wouldn't she just have given you his number and like did it before he went on the bachelor because i don't know if y'all know this but hannah is starting a new company or something with her other sisters and they've been like promoting it the last couple weeks as like a sneak peek we don't know what it is um i'll try to find the instagram and share it on my styling sunshine Instagram stories. I'll have um, a highlight for uh, Speaking Sunshine to where y'all can go and like see all these things that I'm talking about. No, but she like legitimately has a new company that's launching. Who knows if it's going to be like some PR company. I have no idea if it's going to be like a skincare line. Who knows? But I can guarantee you that she went on this show to promote her new line to add drama, which is, but you know, I'm still watching. I still love it and I will tune in next week to soak up all of the drama 
and talk about it on here. But for now, that's where we are going to end our Bachelor recap. If you have an addiction to coffee like I do, this tip will save you so much money. So unfortunately, I'm super addicted to Starbucks coffee, even though I can't really afford it. Um, my mother sends me gift cards every now and then. And um, yeah, that's kind of how I get to enjoy them sometimes. But other times I am having to spend my own money. And I was using the 150 star reward, which if you don't know that, um, if you order um, enough times on the Starbucks app, you collect up to a certain amount of stars. If you get 150 stars, you can literally, y'all, use this on any drink. And when I mean any drink, I'm sorry, and any food, but drink is important. Why? Because if you are a crackhead like I am and you want all the espresso shots because you wake up at the butt crack of dawn and stay up super late, all that good stuff, you can literally get like a $10 drink for free. I'm not even kidding you. You could be a psychopath and get like a grande white mocha with eight shots of espresso in it and it will comp the whole thing for free. I've done it. I'm telling y'all. And it's like a $12 drink for free. That in itself is a pretty good tip. I have to say so if you don't know it, but if you do know that, well, let me tell you how to take it to the next level. A friend on Instagram reached out to me. Apparently the cafe, sorry if I say this wrong, Misto, M-I-S-T-O, Cafe Misto. That is a 50 star drink, which is like way less than 150 stars, right? 100 less. That is a free 50 star drink. And you can add as many espresso shots and flavors. So white mocha, cough, cough, my favorite, anything you want and espresso shots and it will come out to free. So you're able to cash in a hundred stars earlier. Um, that is an amazing tip. So I already tried it. I already used it, y'all. Like my life has been changed. And then the last tip I would love to share with y'all is... Um, it has to do with content creation and Instagram. Instagram has revealed a new photo booth feature on their stories, which I personally am loving. It's just a great way to have like a new style of content, especially if you're a content creator. I know coming up with stories and like trying to keep them, you know, cute and different and all the different apps there are to like leave Instagram, make your stories cute and upload them back onto Instagram and add all the tags and stuff. This is just another way to where you don't have to leave the app. Um, You'll just go over to your stories and on the left, click the little arrow and there, the down arrow, and there will be an option and it'll say photo booth new. You'll click on that and it will start counting down and basically let you take four pictures back to back. Um, it'll have a countdown for each photo before it takes it. And then once you have it done, it puts it onto this cute little video and you can add all kinds of effects to it, but you can only add the effects after you take your photos. So take your photos and then you can make it look vintage. You can add film, you can add grain, color, all that kind of good stuff. And I just feel like that's a really cool new feature that y'all need to know about. If you are still listening, I just wanted to say Thank you so much for listening to my first podcast episode. This is, I, again, I literally just, 
It's one of those things you wait months to start. And then I spoke with a friend who told me that our other friend made one. It's free. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to literally start right now. I don't care like if I change the name of it, if I change what I talk about on my podcast, I am just going to start. So this is me holding myself accountable to the own advice that I give everyone in my life when they ask me, how should I start blogging, blah, blah, blah. And I always tell them, just start. Even if you don't feel ready, even this, that, blah, 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 just start. So here I am just starting. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Tune in for the next episode. But I have no idea what we'll be about because, again, I didn't really plan any of this out. But tune in next time.